Hey, welcome into a special edition of Checkpoint AFK. This is Joe and Robbie's Pack South recap. Uh, we're being a little more quiet than normal because it is currently 5.50 in the morning, and we are at the San Antonio airport getting ready to uh, head back to Detroit. Robbie, how are you doing this morning? Uh, doing well, so long as the trip back is a little bit better than the trip here. Uh, I think we'll be okay. Uh, flying in a Thursday, it was a little cloudy out, so cloudy that uh, after two attempts to land in Austin, we had to divert over, oh, I'm sorry, San Antonio, we had to divert over to Austin and then take a $120 Uber ride to our uh, Airbnb, so it was interesting. Yeah, and when we say uh, we had to divert after two attempted land, I mean, we were nearly on the ground twice before engines full gun right back up into the air and uh i think for a good i mean maybe we should like start this off like from the beginning here because the the whole trip out here was fascinating like we had to go through a weird part of the detroit airport where it was like it was like this trippy walking through like a a, what did they call it A, a visual and audio experience what was it they described it as it was just a sound and light show and it was just a tunnel that went from the first concourse to the second one and yeah it was just weird and trippy the sound the sound part of the sound show was like orcas singing or something like that we should hit that button on the way down where it's like if this is going to be weird for you press this button and we'll turn it off we didn't know at that time that it was going to be weird for us. And then, then we are on our way up. Like You go up this big escalator into the second concourse, and you got on the escalator next to me, and it dropped you off like a floor before me. Like It took me up to the main concourse, and it just dropped you. Like, the escalator like gave up like 75% of the way for you. Yeah, with no warning. I went to floor B, you went to floor A. So there you were waiting up top as I took an extra elevator ride, a single floor. So thanks, Delta, I guess. So uh, we get there, and it was it was like we had stepped back in time because the airplane that we flew down on, it's not what you think of when you think of a Delta airplane. This thing was straight out of the 90s. It was so weird. Yeah, to the point where the uh, the actual, because uh, we were sitting right next to the emergency exit, which was nice because we had leg room, uh, but was not nice because when we were trying to land in San Antonio, the uh, little latch, which was only Velcroed up, fell down. Like, as I was looking somewhere else, I'm like, did, did that just... Like, is that normal? Nobody else has fell down. Yeah, we definitely thought there was a period of time where we thought we were just going to die. Like, that, that, this could be it. Like, that, that last 30 minutes of the flight in was maybe was the scariest of my life, I think. Uh, so, anyway, enough about the flight down here. Let's talk a little bit about PAX South. Robbie, what were your initial impressions of uh, PAX South? Well, it's my second PAX. Uh, I got to go out to PAX East uh, last year with Norris, um, which I think the convention center out in Boston was a little bit bigger, and I think overall PAX East was a little bit bigger. Um, the main differences here was I think that there's more of an emphasis on tabletop or at least tabletop retail dealers, which uh, our bank accounts definitely felt. Uh, there was also less of a... I don't I don't quite want to say triple A presence because even at PAX East there isn't a huge triple A present presence, but like THQ Nordic was there. Uh I mean Square Enix was there with FF fourteen at East. Gearbox was there, weren't they? Gearbox might have been there as well. Um uh the the uh, I think Sony did Days Gone. Whoever did Days Gone, you know, they were there as well. So even though they weren't like your really big triple A games, there was still a presence in some way. Um here I think the Gosh, I don't think there's really anyone that I would even say was even like double A developers. It was all 
very much in the indie scene. As much as I hesitate to call 3D Realms a AAA developer in the modern era, uh, I mean, 3D Realms, they were my, the most legacy name, I think, that I, I recognized. And their new game, by the way, is Duke Nukem again. No, no, that's not true. Their new game was like like Aura of Wrath or something like that, is what it was called. Sure, that's what it was titled. Yeah. But then you watch it play, and you're like, oh, it's Duke Nukem again. Okay, but the the guy didn't exactly look like Duke Nukem. He looked like Duke Nukem like in his 80s. So is it really Duke Nukem? I suppose not. Um, there was, yeah, I thought there was a lot of cool things to see on the floor. For me, it was a, it was a big merch con for me. Uh, obviously, seeing all the the board game developers there, like it, it's crazy to see. Uh, like Czech Games Editions is still doing really well. Japanime Games is doing really good. Uh, uh, a lot of I didn't, but and even then you don't see. It's a lot of the secondary uh, publishers because there was not Fantasy Flight, there was not Asmodee, there was not Wizards of the Coast, there was not. Uh, I mean, there were pun- there were plenty of people that were still selling Wizards stuff yeah. though. So it's not like they in the uh, the Adventurers League. Yeah. was there so i mean as much as much as i think that they were gonna be there you know they they were there but uh yeah i, th- I think friday was definitely the most fun you know we got to really kind of let loose uh, really enjoy the con uh you know talk to a bunch of fans uh you know got some uh responses for uh that we're gonna be u- using on the next national show but didn't really feel like that much of a work day spent a lot of money yeah that's oh. what i wanted to mention next is uh i want to ask you what'd you what'd you buy uh, let's see. I think the first place we stopped by, uh, you bought five Mass Effect pins. Yeah, I bought five Mass Effect pins and a T-shirt and a Krogan. And I got a Mass Effect pin, a T-shirt, and a Krogan. We bought the same T-shirt, so looking forward to the day that we uh, match at work. All right, so whenever one of us is going to wear the T-shirt, you have to text the other one and say, I'm, I'm wearing the T-shirt today. You, you can't wear it. Or, I'm wearing the T-shirt today. Wear yours. <laughs> Or that. Yeah, that could work, too. Yeah, I think that's the real play. And then, of course, uh, we both bought a new set of dice. You actually got two new sets. We are now proud owners of our first gemstone dice, which is a lot lighter than I anticipated them being. Yeah, and so the question is, is that a lot lighter than you anticipated being because they're fake or because they just are lighter than metal dice? Uh, they're probably just metal than lighter dice because uh, that, that, that way they, like, shine in the light, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what you want. So I picked up a pair of uh, Lapis Lazuli dice as well as an Opalite set. Uh, The Opalite set is going to Sarah in the hopes that she does not murder me when she sees what I spent on dice. How how come she gets the cheaper set? They're prettier. But but they're also cheaper. Like yours was like, what, 70, 80, and I think hers was like 40? Uh, No, they were both more expensive. Um, Mine were 85, and I think hers were 60. But she still got the cheaper set. That's interesting. Well, if she wants the lapis lazuli set, she can have it, I suppose. You, th- you think you think that's going to work out? No. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think Katie really cares. I still I, I paid rent first, so I think when it comes down to it, I think that's that's the most important thing. But what was great about my dice, because I was kind of on the fence. Not, not about getting them. I knew I was going to get a, a, a set of gemstone dice. But I just didn't know which set I wanted, and I was looking at the frosted cat's eye, and then I think there was the uh, the aqua cat's eye. I think were the two that I was looking at, um, and the aqua actually I thought looked a little bit cooler. But after rolling the cat's eye four times, first time I rolled it, it came up a twenty, then it came up I think it was a seventeen, a nineteen, and then another twenty, 
and the the numbering on them is a little bit thicker, so it should come up on camera a little bit better for D and D. But uh, yeah, after that, I'm like, I need this set, and he pulls out like a set like out of a box somewhere because it was just a display set. I'm like, no, no, no. I need this D20 specifically right here. Did he give it to you? He did. He did. He opened up the little box and took that D20 out and swapped them. And uh, yeah, my players are not happy. So if those dice start killing your players, is it on the guy who gave you that D20 or is it on you? Oh, no, it's absolutely on the guy who gave me the D20 for sure. Never the DM's fault. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm just throwing dice. Yeah. But I mean, that was day one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, day two, though, that's where all the action happened. Uh, we started the morning off uh, with the Outlaws Path to the Pro panel, um, which was, you know, surreal for me. I mean, obviously, like, you know, we're here, we're doing this, you know, we're. You know, the Outlaws are part of Beasley, too, but, you know, so I go back two years, you know, to when I was sitting at home watching their their Focus series on YouTube, and, you know, yeah, I knew at some point, like, you know, we'd be meeting the pros and I'd be doing stuff like this, because that's our job, but, you know, that Beasley would also own one of these teams, and, like, you know, we'd be doing things in conjunction with them, no, that never really crossed my mind, so... That was really cool, but I mean, you know, being up there, you know, we said we're, we're our own harshest critics, right? So I'm gonna have to lean, I think, more on on you and what some of the other people have said. It was it was a good panel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, doing a path to the pro panel uh, and doing it kind of in the Q and A format. Uh, you did a good job up there, uh, directing the conversation, asking the questions, and I mean, it, I, I've been to a lot of conventions and attended a lot of panels, so I've seen I've seen how bad it can go. You know, uh, I've I've seen the panels where, uh, like, a question gets asked, and instead of, like, you know, you were worried that everyone's going to, like, kind of look at each other and not know who was going to answer. I've seen the ones where everyone looks at each other, and then everyone just goes, just, like, shakes their head, <laughs> and then nothing gets answered. So I've seen, I've seen, like, how bad it can go. But I thought, I thought you, it was good. It had some funny moments. It had some spicier moments. I thought it was a really good panel. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, I mean, as I looked around the audience, which was, sizable there was a big crowd for that panel which was nice uh everyone else seemed to really enjoy it too so uh i believe it was broadcast on the pax 2 twitch channel so if you want to go catch it on the on the replay you can well not even just on the replay uh nate actually put the uh, i think he highlighted and put the vods up on the website so checkpointxp.com you can go and check out that as well as the other thing that uh, you actually helped out with and that was the houston outlaws pax pro-am the uh, pro players got up on stage and played with pax attendees and uh you know went head-to-head and uh, me and you cast that alongside uh, Winston, uh, a.k.a. Schnittle42, uh, if you want to look him up on uh, Twitter, of uh, the Lone Star Vanguard. And his play-by-play definitely carried us. But uh, that that was a lot of fun doing that, our first time casting up on, up on stage live like that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it was also a... Um, uh, I don't want to say uh, a validation moment, but it, it was interesting to be up at the at a real analyst desk with the full gear the headset by the way we need to get a cough button installed in the studio because that's the best button that has ever existed we have never had that in all of our years of doing podcasts um but yeah being up there with the you know the monitor in front of you watching what's going on and and getting to call the action uh obviously it was overwatch which is not my my first game so you did all right yeah i mean my goal was just to not say anything that was blatantly wrong or stupid so (laughs) Uh, and then maybe have a good couple comedic moments. That was my, my goal. I thought it went really well. Um, and, and Winston, like you say, 
his play-by-play is stellar, and it was awesome working with him. I know we'll be talking to him again in the near future. Oh, for sure. I definitely plan on tapping into him uh, uh, You know, as a resource going forward. You know, We had some great moments, came up with some great comp names, the Threeper, the uh, Duolescence, uh, the Double Date. Oh, there's a... What's that going off for? Oh, that's a reminder for us to do the uh, the podcast. So, oh, well, thank heaven. Yeah, we're doing that. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I had a lot of fun, you know, being able to meet some people out there. Uh, you know, we got a lot of good social media traction, too. We've got a lot of people paying attention to us. I, th- I think what what was cool, you know, afterwards, you know, seeing some clips and whatnot, because, again, you're your own worst critic, right? So up there, all, all I'm thinking is, oh, you know, how am I actually doing? How's this actual sound? You know, this isn't what Uber sounds like, blah, 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 blah. How are my insights? And I mean, obviously they've been doing it for years upon years upon years upon years. But you know, when I went back and listened to some highlights, like it sounded really good. You know, the call with uh, outlaws uh, five on the soldier on Li Zhang. Oh, that was probably, that was probably my favorite moment of the whole broadcast. And, and like you say, it, it does make you, it gives you a lot of respect for the casters who've been out there doing it for years. Like, like when I think of like my favorite casters have always been tasteless and artosis and after having now gotten up and done it myself, like even more respect for people like that who do it and do it so well. Uh, but it, it was fun and it did seem to get easier as the day went on like that. Those first couple matches that was like peak, like feeling each other out and, and a little bit of awkwardness, but we did get the feedback from uh, people at PAX South that it was the best casted event at PAX South. So I don't know if they just say that to everyone who goes up there, everyone who goes, Oh yeah, man, great. That was the best one yet. Hour later. Yeah, man, that was great. It was the best one yet, but whatever. It was nice to hear. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and so then, you know, after that, uh, at, that at that point, I think it was about wrapped up because, you know, the following day, which is now today, Sunday, uh, you know, we were planning on coming home, but we not we went out with the the Lone Star Vanguard to a place called the Cove. Lone Star Vanguard being a uh, fan organization of the Houston Outlaws, and they, these guys were awesome. A uh, big shout out to Vaughn and and Nubatron and Wolf and everyone uh, who took care of us and and really showed us a good time. Yeah, uh, again, taking us to a cove, which was uh, I think at one time when it first started, it was a car wash. Or a laundry mat. We're not quite sure. Well, it was one of those two things, and it's still both of those two things. But then they also added on to it a restaurant, an ice cream parlor, uh, two bars, one outside, one inside. Uh, they had like a pavilion thing set up. They had a live band. Um, playground. They had a playground. They had a, a party house that you could rent out. Uh, most of this was all outside, but a little bit of it was inside as well. Uh, all organic, uh, you know, locally sourced stuff. Uh, we had the bison burger, so we ate a locally grown bison. <laughs> uh, I've never had bison before, by the way. It was delicious. I also had a fish taco, and I should point out, I don't like fish, and I ate every damn bite that was on my plate. You might have just been really, really hungry, though. Oh, well, for sure. I was definitely really, really hungry, but, like... It doesn't it usually doesn't matter. I don't clean my plate ever. Like that never happens. You also got drunk off of two beers, you lightweight. Yeah, I, that I don't get because I like drinking beer. I don't drink often anymore. But yeah, two beers and I was, I was gone. That was it for me. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, but uh, the cove. If you're down in uh, in San Antonio, definitely check it out. It was an, an interesting place. One that couldn't survive in Michigan, unfortunately, because of winter. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun all around. I think you know, come down here for Pack South San Antonio. Uh, 
was amazing. You know, big shout out to uh, the bosses back home for sending us. Big shout out to the outlaws and the uh, for having us and the LS Vanguard for showing us a good time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming next year. Yeah, uh, definitely a con I would want to attend again. That was that was a really good time. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to uh, get ready to board this plane here in about two minutes, it looks like. So, uh, Robbie, any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Let's see. Um, man, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. No, I don't have any final thoughts. I'm sorry. That's all right. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, special edition of Checkpoint AFK, our PAX South recap. We'll be back in the office uh, for a a regular week uh, coming up here starting on Tuesday. So I uh, hope you'll all see you all for Checkpoint On Demand and Checkpoint AFK next uh, Friday, I believe it'll be. So thank you all so much for tuning in, and have a good one.